0: This is Jason Cast. This is Scott Neerman. We are MP Local, where we want you to know that you are not alone.
1: i tell you what, Scott. This business is not easy. It has its own unique challenges. This is not about bottom line only. This is not about profit only. We're about mission and changing communities in the nonprofit world.
0: That is why we started this podcast called MP Local. Welcome to MP Local Podcast, where we want you to know that you are not alone. I'm Jason Cass,
1: And I'm Scott Neerman.
0: And we are here for you. Scotty, here we are on part two on completing your chart impact report that we shared uh, how's life been for you since the last time we talked, Scott?
1: Living the dream, man. How about you? Living
0: the dream. Well said, well <laughs> said. Uh, one of my mentors said, every day above ground's better than six feet under. You know, so I think that's true. I asked my grandma. That's right. That's right. I mean, I loved her you know, I loved her. She was the greatest thing in the world. But anyways, what I want to continue on here with you local listeners is I want to talk to you about, uh, we're going to go over that. If you remember part one or that you actually didn't listen to part one, you need to go back. Cause we talked about how you can chart your impact for your organization. This stuff is crucial. You know, this, that Scott and I are always talking about the basics because that's where you got to start. got to have a fo- solid foundation. Now, when it comes to foundations, I want you to keep in mind that a lot of times we're trying to dig a skyscraper, trying to dig this big hole because we think that we have a skyscraper no that's not what we do we dig footings six inch footings and we build a house right as long as it's a strong foundation we're all not a skyscraper so we don't need to take it as that way but here's some basic things that we can do charting impacts five questions i'm reading it off my phone number one what is your organization's aiming to accomplish right that's from a high level scott right that's from a a real high level of what are we trying to do Almost like a mission statement, right. but a little bit further than that, right?
1: That's right. That's right. Exactly. Mission, vision, you kind of roll those into the first part of the report. If you don't know what you're shooting for, you used a golf analogy last time. You know, uh, yeah. if You don't know where that pin is. Uh, how do you know what you're what you're going to end up um, at with as a as a result? And we're looking to change communities, right? That's in our tagline and in, in the intro of this episode. That we're about changing communities. So you got to focus on that goal what
0: are your strategies to make this happen? This is something that you're not going to come up with on your own. This is something you're working with your team to put together. But understand that when your team helps you put it together, it gives them ownership. That's what employees in today's want. What is your organization's capabilities of executing those strategies that's going to fulfill um, aiming what you're trying to accomplish? How will your organization know if you're making progress? This is about tracking, trying to follow through, making sure we're doing, and have you or what have what have, and what haven't you accomplished so far. That's where you got to kind of look inward and be real. Like, where are we good? Where are we making an impact? And sometimes one of our biggest areas we try to make impact, we realize after a while, we're just not good at it. It's okay to relook at that and readjust, even if it's the foundation of maybe what your organization was 20, 30, 40 years ago is it going to be what you need to be here 20 30 40 years from now helping the people you do before we get into the second part of how to do this scott you want to, any anything you want to add to that dude
1: no i just encourage folks to go out to the link and and see the document remember that this is an idea and a document created by better business bureau guide star and independent sector that we talked about last time so three very reputable national transparency accountability organizations for nonprofits.
0: Yep. Notice he leans on organizations a lot for their guidance. And I think sometimes where Scott comes in really good, and Scott, you're able to take sometimes what the guidance is from these larger organizations or from these larger consultants or people who have digested the data and try to give it to these organizations. You do a really good job of breaking it down. Um, complete- well, Jason,
1: what? let me just say that that comes from the, the diversity of the sector, right? You've got large organizations that are nonprofits that that have the folks that, that have the, the education to figure all this out. But I'd like to explain to folks that it's really not about pedigree. It's about you know just rolling up your sleeves and that's thinking right. through that's and right. planning. And so if you've got folks that are motivated around a mission, they're going to figure out how to get it done. Right? There's an old phrase where I'm from, get her done. And that's so right. anybody that's, uh, that's that motivated to work in a nonprofit, which may or may not be the largest pay they'll ever make in their life, Um, they're motivated and they're going to do the kind of work it takes. You don't have to have um, degrees. You don't have to have all of this necessarily uh, to make an impact in your community.
0: Those who make change, those who understand and are known throughout history are very rarely the smartest. They're those who are the most bold, those who are going to say so. it's, It's Elon Musk is why he's so unique. He actually is one of the smartest, but really, it's not what's got him to where he is. He's decided to make bold decisions. I'm going to fly a rocket into space, and I'm going to have it come back down, and it's going to land on a platform in the middle of the ocean. Do you remember when he first said this like 10, 15 years ago? We're like, what the yeah. hell is this guy thinking? Now he's doing it every month, right? He was bold. Yeah, yeah. He was bold. Yeah. And that's what we encourage you guys to do here as local listeners, okay? Now, let's get to get on this because i got to turn this over to mainly my boy Scott because uh, Cass runs an insurance agency that helps non-for-profits. But it, when it comes to actually writing out this, this is something I've done in my own business, but want to definitely put the MP local spin on it. Completing your chart impact. On the five things that we just talked about and putting those things together, What is what are you trying to accomplish? What are your strategies? Do you have the capabilities for those strategies? Are you measuring it? What has worked and what hasn't worked, right? Those are our five. Now, how do we put that together in an organizational way? And what we're going to do is talk about three things about preparing, about write and review, and then just keeping it simple. I always love keeping it simple. They call it the keeping it simple, the KISS formula. Keep it simple. Now, see, earlier, though, when it was my biology teacher, he would tell everybody, keep it simple, stupid, right? Now they say to me when I'm older, keep it simple, sexy, that's what they I say, I know you Scott. were going to say that. Did, did you, did you, did you, <laughs> I knew
1: you were going to say that. <laughs> yeah,
0: you, well, it's true, right? It's it's just the way it is. I'm just joking, local listeners. Take it away, though. So where here we are, we need to complete this after looking at those five things. What do we What are we doing, Scott?
1: Well, you know, as you prepare, this is much like uh, preparing for strategic planning, right? And this may be a precursor to strategic planning, or this may be something that follows your plan that says, all right. Uh, this is our, our one-pager, right? This is our write-up to summarize everything we just talked about over weeks and weeks in the strategic plan um, and, and how do we uh, share that with the public. Um, prepare is just the first step in preparing a report, but they talk about um, how you do your homework, essentially, and you're assembling the data. So just like in the SWOT analysis that we've talked about, yeah. you are inventorying and laying the groundwork and talking about the situation in which your organization finds itself. And of course, this is about impact. So in this case, you're looking for impact statistics and, and that last question of what have and haven't we accomplished. And you need those key pieces of data with your internal strengths and weaknesses and the lay of the land externally, and uh, and just need to, to pull those things together. This may be found in your mission and vision statements. Um, as I said, within the strategic plan, you may have a a theory of change or how you expect the world to change as a result of your organization? What premises and theories are you working from um, in your organization? For example, there are different um, schools of thought on homelessness, right? There's different schools of thought on hunger. Uh, There's probably different schools of thought on on saving animals and rehoming them through an animal shelter that's in many cases a nonprofit. And so what is your theory of change and what are you going to to do to put that into action so you, so you have all these nuggets of information okay and that's part of and, the preparation
0: then, sorry sorry and then you're probably going to say you got the nuggets I even read here that it says a lot of this data is going to come from many different organ or pieces and different documents right. and spreadsheets then it says right. there what I like here and I want to get your feedback because I'm not in this side is finding five to six key people Right. To help you prepare this and look at that data. Maybe you're seeing it different than the other way. But let's talk to that, Scott. Some people, organizations only have one or two people. Isn't this a good time where you could use your board
1: and your key volunteers, an organization with only a couple staff members? uh, They probably have a regular uh, retiree answering the telephone or sitting at the front desk. Uh, They probably have a a whole cadre of folks that help pull off that special event. So who's the leaders, whether it's in your board or whether it's a a volunteer that know your organization best? Mm -hmm. And I think most directors out there, you know who gets you and who's just sort of there on the board, right? Mm -hmm. They know who's fully invested. They know from the time they spend, the engagement they have, and, and the money they give. Right, yeah. At least those areas show you the highest levels of engagement among your board.
0: You local listeners know that. That's a good point, Scott. They know that. So continuing on. Sorry, so, I didn't know if you were done with prepare. You wanted yeah. to, go to write and review.
1: Tell me, you know, it's prepare is just doing your homework. Right. So just like we talked about strategic planning, folks, if, if you and the local listeners uh, have not listened to our SWOT analysis and strategic planning session, check that out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's a lot of homework to be done so that. Everybody's coming with the same data set um, and maybe a different perspective. Mm -hmm. Uh, And So you want those five or six people to be of some diverse background. So maybe you have a business executive. Maybe you have a volunteer. Maybe you have a client that benefits from your services. So you have the client perspective. Mm. And then you proceed in strategic planning to do your SWOT analysis and set some goals. And in this charting impact process, somebody starts writing this thing, right? Mm -hmm. So... You're going to write, and you're going to rewrite, and and it makes me think of what our organization's working on right now with some new brochure and website language, right? Just uh, going over it, honing it, um, having people review it, look at it, but somebody's got to manage that writing process. Um, We definitely want multiple people giving feedback, but somebody's got to do the writing, and I would just pause here and say, you know, if you need somebody to do some good copywriting, you need to look for a marketing or an English or a communications major, Right. So that's not my major, that's not my degree. Um, you know, I can write, but it may take me a lot longer than somebody that writes every day True. right to hone that and refine that. And so I'd encourage you again, um, you know I, I think I've no no Scott I've read you... enough
0: if they say you want to write like they sit down page one i mean what are they writing should they look at other impact chart reports that have probably been done out there are these easily you know like if i want to write a resume i can go find an actual resume yeah. and be like oh so is there something out there like that so they know where to start
1: well i would send you to guide star um folks uh, major donors and executives in the nonprofit world probably know how to look up the IRS Form 990 on Guidestar.org. Guidestar is linked through my website, uh, but you can Google it and find it quickly. It, they also have, as you pull that up, a summary of the organization, and, and an organization can upload an awful lot of information to share their profile and to share this kind of information for the general public on mm-hmm. Guidestar. So I'd encourage you to check that out. Um, there's also, um, other websites that I could think of. Uh, we'll try to put those in the show notes uh, that just give you an idea of how others are marketing themselves. And And nonprofits know their competition. They know other sister organizations in the next state over mm-hmm. that maybe they met at a conference. And so they can also share that kind of information.
0: Right. And, and, I, and I don't know, like in the insurance industry, in the last five to 10 years, like we really share information. Like it's like we don't really oh, consider yeah. everybody competitors. I mean, I'm sharing right. my information. Hey, Jason, do you have a, a new client intake form? What's your onboarding procedure? You know, um, and and those are some of the things that I want to talk about maybe at a later time is, is how do we uh, develop relationships with our volunteers when we do invite them on? is there any reconnecting on the back end right how do we keep them engaged not so much is what i'm saying but how do we create a great experience that they feel as if they're part of the organization okay and then like and for our insurance industry we have we have the onboarding so a new client comes on and then we have a process for the first 60 days of every touch that we do and review request so i think there would be something there as well but i I didn't want to cut that out that that sounds like a good thing there
1: Well, yeah, I mean, we've talked through many of our episodes about uh, how to engage the board and how to engage uh, staff and volunteers, but it'd be good to tie that together. This charting impact and any strategic planning process is definitely part of that, right? You're Mm -hmm. seeking feedback. uh, But I just want to encourage folks. You know, I think I've stumbled upon um, something in recent years where not only do I do consulting on the side, uh, but I've engaged other consultants in my organization several times over. And when you can find the individual that is particularly good at a specific task, you know, you got to keep your eyes and ears open as you network. Um, it, is, yeah. it is absolutely worth the expenditure as you can afford it to get something done quickly uh, with the person that's going to do it best. And so even the writing of this, you may consider that. Um, but certainly, um, you know, facilitation of strategic planning and other things we've talked about.
0: I like this. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. I was already on to keep it simple because I'm trying. Yeah. Let's, to no, let's go on. Go learn. ahead. Yeah. No, no, no. I like some of this stuff when it's talking about keeping it simple because it really does. I mean, even to me, Scott, if I was an executive director, this to me is kind of like, okay, I think it's actually pretty easy to ask answer those five questions. I really do. You you have a track record, right? Um, I think it's just about taking the data that you devised on that to put this together. And it says, our pilot testing revealed that readers by far preferred reports that were concise, direct, and specific. And what they're saying is, is you want to keep your report simple because you got to think of external people who are reading the report. This is not something that is just internal, right? And they said that um, they wanted to be concise, direct, and specific. In a world of many competing messages, short is better than long. see that's a good that's right. a good feeling local listeners um, and format for charting impact encourage encourages um, clarity. The response to each question is limited to 3,000 characters, including spaces, but we encourage you to aim for 2,000. That was that's some pretty good uh, guidance right there, right?
1: Yeah, and if I'm not mistaken, that's a page or less. Right? Yeah. Again, this is your one pager. This is brochure content. If you need a brochure that says what you do to somebody that has no clue, you're going to mail in your brochure to Jason and I as mm-hmm. local listeners are going to mail them in. What does that brochure say? It cannot only be fluffy and feel good. Right. You not only need the heartstring testimonial from a client, but you also need the data that shows you are making impact. And that's what this whole conversation is about. We're about changing communities. Bam. You change Bam. communities by motivating donors. You change communi- communities by serving and that servant leadership mindset and, and by having programs that truly meet a need that don't so much duplicate other things in your area but that are filling a niche, right? That's mm-hmm. what justifies that public support on your 990. That's why people are going to give. But if you don't tell people, if you can't tell the story about that specific impact. That's uh, Right. Just just an example, in our organization, I discovered recently that our scholarships that come through the college foundation to our students, not any scholarship from somewhere in the community, but just our money, which averages $500 a semester at a community college, right? So that's $1,000 a year on average. We're given some or a little less, some or a little more, and I want to drive that number up just a little uh, based on the need. But we found that those students, so there's about 500 a year, are more than twice as likely to graduate and to graduate on time. And so that's a little tidbit of the impact that we've made that's just based on the last handful of years' data. So if I looked back at our 40-year history, it might be more substantial if we had all of that data. Mm -hmm. But just that little nugget, I say that to folks and they say, wow, more than twice as likely than the other 4,500, 5,500 students. Two times uh their likelihood to complete a degree and that's the goal right to not just go to school take classes but to get the degree to get the trophy at the end of the day right kind of
0: the point that's what most of his parents want when we dish out that money right So local listeners, I hope you definitely got something out of this. This was a two part series where we went through charting your impact. Right. This is once again is not doing your SWOT analysis similar to this is not doing your mission and core values similar to. um, But this is what are those what is what are we trying to accomplish? Right. This is who we are in our core values and our mission. This is what we're this is who we're about. But what are we trying to accomplish on a tactical day-to-day um, uh, uh, deal? What are the strategies that we're going to use for that? How are we going to measure it? Are we successful? What are we not? And then just bringing it down and preparing, writing it, and keeping it simple. I think you can go back to there. We will have a link in the show notes that Scott, he does write the show notes and he gives us a little brief because Scott wants to make sure that you have the best. Um, Scott, I'm going to wrap it up. Do you have anything to say?
1: No, I just encourage folks to visit those resources in the show notes. You know, we link our own websites that have some information and all of our past episodes. And we also try to share with you a good book. You know, we'll put an Amazon link out there and resources that you can use to be a better leader, to run a better organization, to build a better board, et cetera. So I hope that folks will email us with their feedback. It's important as we plan our next episodes.
0: How do we draw people into our organization? I want to close with this, and I want you to think about inbound and outbound. These are two things that I want you to think about when you're trying to talk about what are we trying to accomplish and who we are as an organization and for for inbound has only been something that's happened in the last 20 30 years in a heavy heavy sense in the last 10 years it's always been outbound look at us as an organization um we look at what we do we support the community for this we do this right and that's outbound pushing our message to people and it works still works in society today But those organizations that are excelling have inbound. So it's not like, hey, look what we do in the community as far as poverty. It's last year, we were able to help people find homes that were able to, um, that, that didn't have the opportunity. Would you like to be a part Of helping us financially help those people next year in the organization see we're not pushing we're pulling them into the conversation and I want to encourage you to do that when you're thinking about that with your volunteers and how do you do that you tell stories you tell stories and you tell stories about successes that have happened in the past because you've got a ton of them and what's also good as an organization and we do this as an insurance agency is we tell stories about how we explain coverage to clients I think you can tell stories of how you've made an impact and that then brings somebody else into the conversation and as you said uh scott it helps them attract smarter people and people that can help them actually fulfill these hey this is this has been mp local podcast where we want you to know that you're not alone this is jason cass and i'm scott Neerman. and we are here for you he's nearman i'm cass we're out